Let's jump into the word. You know, since we're talking about this is the month of praise, I'm just going to do a little short five-minute teaching to help you understand the importance of praise and the many different styles of it, and then we'll get over into us uh, receiving correction so that God can praise us. Psalm 151 through 6 says, Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heaven. Praise him for his mighty works. Praise his unequaled greatness. Praise him with the blast of the ram's horn. Praise him with the lyre and harp. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with the strings and flutes. Praise him with the clash of the cymbals. Those are what we would call drums, but they get it different back then. Praise him with the uh, loud clanging cymbals. Now, God likes noise. Now, he do have moments of silence, but God loves noise. Um, and let everything that has breath or let everything that breathes sing praises to the Lord. Everyone say praise the Lord. All right, so just as a small teaching to help you understand, you know, why it's important. Many of us traditionally came from churches where you sit for the entire service, and the only time you jump up is when the choir sings your favorite song, you know, or the preacher was really hot that Sunday. Then you stood up and you start shaking and all that type of stuff, you know. But, uh, but there's a reason why you come into the house of God. You're supposed to dance. You're supposed to shout. You're supposed to rejoice. You're supposed to lift your hands, have a moment of silence like Devon did. All of those things. So I just want to break it down to you. Unfortunately, I shouldn't say unfortunately. The Bible is written, the Old Testament is written in Hebrew. New Testament is written in Greek. Hebrew and Greek are two of the most expressive languages in planet Earth. So God used those two languages to write the Bible in those two particular languages. So the problem is, is that now other nations have to translate that Hebrew and Greek language over to the language in which they speak. So you have to have it translated over into Russian. You know, all of the different languages on the continent of Africa, the Middle Easter, you know, the Hispanics. All of those individuals have to translate the original Bible into the language. We translate it into English. The problem with that is English is very limited when it comes to comparing it to Hebrew. So all you do is see the word praise in the Bible, but that word in Hebrew can have a different meaning. So I'm just going to give you a just small education. The first one is halah. Halah is the most common word for praise. This word simply means to boast, brag, or rave about God, even to the point of appearing foolish. People who attend football games and shout and scream for their favorite teams are called fans. Unfortunately for most of us, if we shout and scream and brag on God, we may be labeled as fanatics, as if something is wrong with us. Everybody say amen. But we like the blind beggar shout anyway. Everybody told him to shut up, and he got louder. Next graphic is yada, or yada. It means to worship with the extended hands. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. Paul said that I wish men that would, they would pray everywhere, lifting up their hands. So when you see scriptures in the word that say praise, it could mean one of these different definitions. The next, oh, I'm sorry, the next graphic says that yada is often translated as giving thanks. It is often a cry for help. Yada praise is used when we are in desperate straits and need a victory from the Lord. Raising the hands is one of the most explosive and meaningful expressions of praise. Raising the hands is an international sign of surrender. A worshiping person raises hands in adoration and surrender to God. The next one is Barak. Barak is used to denote blessing. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. That word praise, if you look it up in Hebrew, it's Barak. Barak suggests the transcendent privilege of blessing the Lord. Next one is Tehillah. 
not to be confused with tequila. <laughs> Got to make that line of demarcation there. One syllable and you could be in hell versus heaven. One letter. <laughs> tequila means sing or to laud. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises, Tehillah. Tehillah involves music and singing, especially singing. Singing is vital to the worship of God. There are over 300 Bible mandates to sing. This word suggests that God himself is a song of praise. We might say it like this, God is our song. The Lord gave me a powerful song this morning. I didn't even pray this morning. I was listening to an instrumental tune. The Lord gave me a powerful song. And the song, um, and the song is going to sound weird. The song may have been written about an angel. And the song is literally about, um, is there any man that we can find in planet Earth that can rescue men from hell? It's a very, very uh, ancient and beautiful. I have an anointing for that. I'm going to step into that more. Be quiet, Jade. I can hear your mouth already. <laughs> She's like, you need to write, you need to write. No, y'all ain't going to have me up here singing all day long. Hey. Next one is Shabak. Shabak also means, oh, I'm sorry, I'm going all the way down to Zamar. Zamar means to pluck the strings of an instrument. Zamar speaks of rejoicing. It is involved with the joyful expression of music. Zamar means to sing praises or to touch the strings. It speaks of involving every available instrument to make music and harmony before the Lord. It is God's will that we be joyful. Use Zamar when you are rejoicing after God has done something great for you. Then you have Todah. Todah means to shout or to address with a loud voice. But Todah goes even further. It includes an attitude of gratitude for God's promised deliverance even while we are still in need. This type of praise also refers to lifting of the hands and inviting God's help. Toda praise is having faith and assurance that all is well, even before the victory, victory actually comes. Next one, I'm sorry, I sped up too fast, is Shabak. Shabak also means to shout or to address in a loud tone. For example, the pagan king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, was struck insane by God because of his pride. When God restored his sanity seven years later, Nebuchadnezzar shouted words of praise. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and glorify the king of heaven because everything he does is right and all his ways are just. And those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. Everyone say Shabbat. Then the last one is hallelujah. Hallelujah is very interesting because it's the premier word for praise in the Bible. Hallelujah transcends the languages of the world. It is not translated, it is transliterated. Hallel means to boast or to brag on, to make a show, even to the point of looking ridiculous. Yah is the short form of the name of God. Hallelujah is the spontaneous outcry of one who is excited about God. Think about it. Every, that's the one one we use all the time. Something happened. Ooh, hallelujah. It is used only 24 times in the Old Testament, all between Psalm 104 and 150. It is reserved for times of extreme exaltation. Last graphic says the word hallelujah is used only four times in the New Testament, all of them in Revelation 19, 1 through 7. Hallelujah, salvation and glory and power belong to our God. Hallelujah, 
revenge on the harlot. God is just after all. Hallelujah. God is still on his throne even though the world is destroyed. Hallelujah. For our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Everyone say hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So, because it's the month of praise, we'll flip back and forth. Others will share certain things to give you different points of views on praise. So, you know, you, um, I won't, I'll maybe let Devon give y'all some helps on that. There, there are Bibles that you can buy. I have a particular um, uh, um, Bible app where when, when, um, when you look at the words, there'll be a little signal to press the word and the word, a definition of what it originally means will pop up as well as the original way in order to pronounce it. So like, you know, we, we say Joshua, but that's not how you pronounce it. It's Yahshua. Usually when you see the J is silent, we say Jehovah is actually Yehovah. You know, that's why some people say Yah. You know, it's very interesting to see how the, uh, like I almost named Otha, my son, Benjamin. Um, and I think in Hebrew is pronounced Benjamin. Uh, my daughter Elizabeth, her name is pronounced Elisheva, not Elizabeth. So it's very interesting. It'll show you the correct pronunciation, and then it'll give you the original full definition of that word so you can grasp the entire being of what God is saying. You know, so we'll give you more information in that regard. So let's go to the second part.